Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, Lord, to come into your tabernacle, Lord, and to offer up spiritual sacrifices, Lord, of praise and worship under the lovely Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And we just pray, Lord, that the Comforter will have free course in this meeting, Lord, in this tabernacle. We pray now, Lord, that you'll take control of this meeting. We pray, Lord, that you'll be glorified. Father, glorify your Son and let people see, see the Son of the living God and not flesh. Lord, we're here to, to hear from the Son of the living God, the Word, and we pray that to be glorified. We pray that to be exalted, Lord. We pray that souls will be saved tonight, Lord. We pray, Lord, that the backslider will be restored. We pray, Lord, that there'll be healings of the body and of the mind, Lord, for you are the same yesterday. Today and forever, Lord, we're here to hear what you have to say to your people, Lord. And we commit everything into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to turn to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And I was praying this afternoon and I was seeking the Lord. And what to bring, because it's always best to bring what the Lord wants you to bring. And not what you think's best. And the Lord said to me, who am I? And then he brought me to Exodus chapter 3. And we're going to read a few, a few verses. Who am I? Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, where the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh thither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land onto a good land and a large, onto a land flowing with milk and honey, onto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I, that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And he said, certainly, 
I will be with thee. In verse 1 of Exodus chapter 3, Moses is exiled and he's been exiled out of Egypt for 40 years. And Moses is a shepherd. And in Egypt, a shepherd will be frowned upon. Moses came from the glory of Egypt, from the splendor of the palace in Egypt. And now he's been exiled and he's a lowly shepherd. He's at Mount Sinai. He's looking after the sheep. It says in verse 1, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even unto Horeb. Moses finds himself after 40 years in the backside of the desert. Moses is exiled out of the palace in Egypt. And now Moses is a lonely, lowly shepherd looking after the sheep. Where he is, is in the peninsula of Egypt, right on the backside of the desert. In verse 2 of the chapter, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. This is a theophany. This is God himself, because it reveals it in verse 4. God appears unto Moses in this bush. But this bush wouldn't be anything different. Moses is a shepherd of 40 years. And Moses would have seen many burning bushes. It was nothing different. But this bush was different. This bush was burning. But this bush was not being consumed. And that is a picture, brothers and sisters, of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ who came from the realms of glory. And he didn't come to consume you. He came to save you. He came to redeem you. He came to be sacrificed on the cross and shed his precious blood that you might be freed, that you might live unto God. A theophany, appearance of God himself in the bush in Mount Sinai. The bush burned and it's a sign of God coming from glory to dwell among his people. It was not consumed. This bush was different. This bush was burning, but it was not consumed. In verse 3 of the chapter, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight where the bush is not burnt. Moses says, I will now turn aside. Moses has been taken out of Egypt. Moses is watching sheep. Moses has been exiled for 40 years, and I'm sure he's wondering what's going on. I'm sure he's wondering, where's God in all this? He's in the wilderness, minding sheep on his own in the backside of the desert. But God has him where he wants him to be. God removes the noise. God removes the clamor. And God says, Moses, I have you now where I want you to be. And now I can speak to you. Brothers and sisters, When's the last time God spoke to you? When's the last time you were in the quiet place on your knees and the clamor of the world and the noise around you was removed and you get into the prayer closet and you heard the voice of the Lord? 
Your life's maybe spiraling out of control. You're wondering where God is, but maybe it's your fault. How's your prayer life? Are you in the closet? Are you removing the noise? Are you closing the door? Are you switching off your phone? Are you coming before God on your knees and not even asking for anything? Not asking for a thing. Did you ever get on your knees and thank God? Did you ever thank him? Did you ever just praise him and worship him and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your son. Thank you for the precious shed blood of the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Thank you for the roof over my head, the food in my stomach and the clothes on my back. Did you ever thank him? Did you ever listen for the Spirit? Moses is in the back end of the wilderness and Moses turns aside to see this bush and this bush is not being consumed and now God has him where he wants him and now God can speak to him and Moses will listen. In chapter 3, verse 3, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burnt. In verse 4, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God now has Moses' attention. God called on to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. God now has Moses where he wants him. God now has Moses' attention. And you may be thinking, life, what's going on? This isn't going to plan. What's happening? But sometimes the Lord takes you and lays you aside. Because if he can't get your attention, when he needs your attention in the busyness of life, he will lay you aside and then he will speak to you. It's not a place where you want to be. Always be listening for the Spirit of God and his guidance in your life. Always be listening. Always be on your knees in prayer and seeking his guidance in your life. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God, called on to him out of the midst of the bush, and Moses, and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh thither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. He says, Don't come near, Moses. Don't come on to me, Moses. Take your shoes from off your feet, for where you are is holy ground. What made it holy ground? The presence of God. God's in the bush. And he says, Moses, don't come near and take the shoes off your feet. In reverence before a holy God. When God is there, it sets apart people. It sets apart times. And it sets apart things. When God is there. This was holy ground. Moses took off his sandals. And Moses wouldn't come near. Moses would have been on his face before a holy God. I often wonder, when I behold him face to face, what it will be like. I often wonder what I will do when I meet my Savior. And I have to come to the conclusion that I cast my crowns at his feet and I'll fall on my face and I'll worship him. The seraphims can't look upon him. They're in his presence and they cover their face. And they sing, holy, holy, holy 
is the Lord God Almighty. Moses is undone. His sandals are on the ground. He's taken them off. God says, don't come any further. Take off your sandals in reverence and get on your face, for I am God. And now Moses and God are there together in communion, speaking. And now God has Moses' full attention. His full attention. He has him exactly where he wants him to be. After 40 years of exile out of Egypt. He says, I am, in verse 6 of the chapter. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. His face is in the dust. He's trembling before a holy God. For he was afraid to look upon God. His sandals are off. His face is in the dust. And he's shaking. He's trembling. The great Moses, the great man of God is undone. And God has him in the wilderness exactly at that point where he wants him to be. He says, I am. That means I am Jehovah God. I am the great I am. I am Alpha and Omega. And Moses is afraid. Moses is lying with his face in the dust. In the presence of I am. In verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Which are in Egypt. And have heard their cry. By reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. I have seen your affliction. I have heard your cry. And I know your sorrows. And that's for somebody here tonight. There's somebody here tonight. There's people here tonight. And you're wondering what way your life's going. And you think that your life's spiraling out of control. But God will finish the work that he has started in you. You're God's. You are blood bought. When he looks upon you, he sees the blood of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't see your sin. And he says, I am Jehovah. I have seen your affliction. I have heard your cry. I know your sorrows and I am your Lord. Don't let the enemy put you down. Don't let the enemy drag up your past. God says, I am with you. I am a child of the living God and I am redeemed and I am blood bought. He will finish the work. Just be still, because God is with you. God is there. God has not left you. In verse, he remembers his covenant. In in Exodus chapter 2, if you go back, Exodus chapter 2, verse 24 and 25, he remembers the covenant that he made with the people. Exodus chapter 2, verse 24 and 25, and God heard their groaning, And God remembered his covenant. He's a covenant-keeping God, and don't you forget it. And don't you let the enemy put you down. You're blood-bought. You're washed in the precious shed blood of the Lamb. He hasn't forgotten you. He remembers his covenant. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. 
And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. God had respect unto them. He sees their sorrows. God heard them. He remembered them. He looked upon them and he had respect. He was stirred up. God was stirred up to move. God was stirred up to move. How do you stir God up to move? How do you stir God up to change this land? You get on your knees. You get on your knees. We have lost the sight of what it means to be on your knees before a holy God. When the weakest of saints gets on their knees, the gates of hell tremble. When the weakest of saints gets to their knees, the gates of hell tremble. We fight our battles on our knees. We fight our battles on our knees. And if the church tucked to their knees, the gates of hell would shake and this land would be transformed. Fight your battles on your knees. God remembers his covenant. And God remembers his blood covenant. And when he looks upon you and he sees the blood, the father sees the son and he will pass over. And he will bring you into his glorious kingdom. The lovely Lord Jesus Christ. The covenant keeping God. It says respect. It strains that word that God would have respect, isn't it? Toward us. But that word respect in that verse means love. It means he knew them in love. And he looked upon them in love and he had respect. Aren't you glad that God has respect upon you tonight? God respects you tonight. It says it in his word. It says he looked and he had respect and he remembered his covenant and he looked down in love and he had pity. He bottles your tears. There's not one tear drops from your eyes and God doesn't know about it. Don't you forget it. Don't let the enemy put you down. He bottles your tears. In verse 8 of the chapter, in Exodus chapter 3, And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites. That verse in verse 8, it's a picture of God's omnipotence. God is everywhere. It's a picture of God coming from the glory, from the realms of glory to this earth. It says, and I am come down to deliver them out of the land, out of the hand of the Egyptians. God is everywhere. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land onto a good land and a large onto a land flowing with milk and honey onto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. That's a picture of God coming from the realms of glory. He says, I am come down. He says, I will come down and I will deliver you out of Egypt. And he did. But that's pointing to the babe 
in Bethlehem. That points to the New Testament. That points to the Christ child. That points to the lovely Son of God. Born in the manger. And what did he come to do? The will of the Father. To redeem us. He was sacrificed. He went to the cross and he was sacrificed. That you may be saved. And you, that you may be redeemed. You're here tonight or you're listening online and you're not saved. No greater love than the love of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of talk these days about love. Love is love. What a load of nonsense. There's no love like the love of the Son of the living God who bore your cup of wrath on the cross, who rose again, who ascended to the right hand of the Father on high and sat down, our great high priest. He was able to sit because the work was done. The Levitical priests could never sit because the blood of bulls and goats could never redeem your soul. Only the spotless blood of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he sat down. But he's not going to sit there forever. He's coming back. Someday he'll rise from his seat. And someday the father will say, go and bring home my children. Time is up. Brother Jeff spoke about it. There'll come the time when the last soul will be ushered into the kingdom of God. And that will be it. God will come back for his people. Praise his holy name. He's a covenant keeping God. In Genesis chapter 15, he remembers his covenant. Genesis chapter 15, starting to read at verse 13. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age, but in the fourth generation they shall come thither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, and the Cabmanites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Raphaims, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Gergesites, and the Jebusites. He remembered his covenant. He remembered his covenant, and he was stirred up, and he came down. And he delivered his people out of their bondage. What a wonderful God. Praise his holy name. In verse 11, we read verse 9 and 10. Now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. That thou mayest bring forth my people the children of Israel out of Egypt. In verse 11, And Moses said unto God, Who am I? 
that I should go on to Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. In verse 11, Moses says to God, who am I? But God says, I will be with thee. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 31. And verse 6. And this is when the people are entering the promised land. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is that doth go before thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And verse 11. Moses says, who am I? And God says, I will be with thee. Be strong. Be courageous. Fear not. Don't be afraid. For the Lord thy God, he it is that goeth to go before thee. He it is that doth go before thee. You're not going on your own, Moses. Be strong and courageous. And I will go with thee. Don't worry. I am your God. God's people entering the promised land. But do you want to know something? That was already prophesied. That was already going to happen. But what did it take? It took faith. It took faith. And that's an easy word to say, isn't it? But it's not so easy to carry out. Faith. Have faith, brother. Have faith, sister. God is with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Be courageous. We sing about soldiers in the army of God and get your armor on. Well, be courageous. What soldier gets their armor on and cars in the corner and shakes? Be courageous. You're a child of the living God. Come out fighting. Don't listen to the words of the enemy. Come out fighting. I am a child of the living God. I am that I am as my saviour. I am blood-bought, I am redeemed, I am a child of the living God and the enemy has no jurisdiction in my life. Don't give the enemy any headspace. He doesn't deserve it and he's defeated anyway. The head of the serpent was crushed at the cross. Jesus is victorious, Jesus is glorious and Jesus is coming back for the saints. You are a child of the living God. In verse 12, and he said, certainly, I will be with thee. Certainly, I will be with thee. So who am I? Well, you're nothing without Christ. You're nothing without Christ. And this world is waxing worse. But that's prophecy again. It said it would. So we know that. And there's confusion everywhere. But there's no confusion in this tabernacle. And there's no confusion in my mind. Because of Christ and what he has done. But with Jesus, you are more than conquerors through him who loves you. Heirs to his glorious kingdom. You are a child of the living God. Redeemed through his blood. 
A love that endures forever, right through eternity. He rejoices over you. Do you know that Jesus rejoices over you and he's glad? He sings over you, it says it in the Psalms. He sings over his children. What a picture. And we are priests unto God. And we will rule and reign with the lovely Lord Jesus Christ in the new heaven and the new earth. So who am I and who are you? You are victorious and you are glorious not because of what you have done but because of what he has done. We are children marching victorious into the new heaven and the new earth. Now while we march, let's march well. Let's march well. Not with the head down, defeated, moaning. Although I do quite a bit of moaning myself, I have to say. <laughs> let's, let's go forward, brothers and sisters. We are, children of the, we are children of the living God. That's who you are. Praise his name.